Yo, 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 this is Steve from the Martinez Brothers. Yo, it's Chris Martinez Brothers. Hey, this is Lauren Lane. This is Luca Bacchetti. This is Malador. Hi, this is Nick Fanciuli. Hi, this is Nicole Mudaber. I'm Sander Klanenberg. Yo, I'm Sonnery James. And I'm Ryan Michano. Hey, this is Kave from Pleasurecraft. Hi, I'm Carl Cox. I'm here in Mexico. We're in the beautiful Playa del Carmen. BPM Festival, Mexico. Meow. And you're watching Tour Room TV. As you can see, my job is really cool. Welcome to Tour Room TV, episode six. In this episode, we take you across the globe once again and visit the BPM Festival in Mexico, featuring a mass of artists from the booming underground scene. Carl Cox, the Martinez brothers, Nick Fanciulli, Mark Knight, and a host of others let us know why you should check out one of the world's leading electronic festivals. And from Mexico, we leave the heat and travel to the cold of Berlin in winter. We spend time with two influential labels in the city, Anya Schneider's Mobley Records and Chopstick and John John are in the studio talking about Suol Records, with an extra special trip to a very secret underground venue in the city. It's a packed show, so get comfortable and get locked in to Tool Room TV. So first we're in the paradise of Playa del Carmen in Mexico for the BPM Festival. This festival is now in its sixth year and has really gone from strength to strength, seeing some 35,000 people attending. It has been described as Ibiza in Mexico and you can see why. There are six main venues where the festival is situated. Cool Beach, Mamitas and Cannibal Royale providing the daytime energy with Blue Parrot, Coco Maya and La Santanera smashing it out to the break of dawn. Hardcore clubbers travel from all over the world for a 10 day marathon of house, deep house, tech house and techno. Let's hear what some of the DJs who were playing had to say about the festival. This is the very first time that I've been to BPM. Um, I've been asked for many years to, to come, for the last six years actually, and uh, it's only because I'm normally in Australia at this time is the reason why I'm not here. But this time, I decided that I have to be here. So many requests for me to be here, especially from the people who live in Mexico. Um, it's been outstanding. But also, if you see the DJ lineup, it, it is outstanding. There's over 250 DJs from all genres uh, of, of the music industry that are here at this time, which is unbelievable. So you can imagine that a lot of people, if, if they really want to see a lot of people in such a place like here, Mexico, where not a lot of people get, get to get to play the party, is amazing. So therefore, I, I believe that this is an experience for a lot of people also when they come, especially from England, or they're coming from uh, Italy or Spain. It's a long way to come for a party. But meanwhile, it is absolutely beautiful here. Playa de Carmen is something else in the sense of the way how it looks. All the places where you can go for food is amazing. How everyone is so chilled and relaxed and really enjoying themselves. It's, it's fantastic here. Well, it's, it's, it's not our first time at BPM, but it's definitely our first time playing like at a BPM event. Uh, we came here for the first time like two years ago. It just, changed our life. Yeah, like it just, we were just in awe. Just the fact that it's on the beach, you know what I mean? That's what kind of makes it different. You know, you have your chill time, you have your, you know, your clubbing time, obviously, but you get the best of both worlds. Yeah, so sure. that's kind of why we love it. It's like you know, a vacation and a, a rave. It's like a ravecation. <laughs> yeah, well, this is my first time here at BPM. I played in Mexico four or five weeks ago, six weeks ago. 
had an amazing time in Guadalajara, Mexico City. So to come back to Mexico City or to come back to Mexico for uh, for BPM, something special because it's something that the boys, as in Richie, Ali Dubfire, and all the chaps, it's something that they always speak about and something they always look forward to after the Christmas and uh, New Year tour. And it's summer to relax, it's summer to party, chill out, and everyone seems to meet up and. Everybody who's everybody seems to be here, so it seems to be a great collection of people and artists for mixing and you know and, and just generally having fun. But at the same time, there's so many good parties going on and so many good acts here. You, you know, you're supposed to it's like Ibiza, uh, only in Mexico in January. It's my first time at BPM. I played at La Santanera two days ago with Victor Calderon. We did a six-hour set, proper heads-down techno. And today we are at Cool Beach, uh, playing with uh, Josh Wink and Stacey Pollen. And uh, I just did a surprise guest appearance, uh, playing all my deep house records that I love. So uh, Mixmag recently crowned BPN as one of the top 10 parties in the world. And I think the best way to describe it, if you can imagine getting all of Ibiza and putting it into two weeks, that's BPM. So this is one of Mixmag's top 10 favorite parties and I think BPM is stand out because it's in a beautiful location and it brings people from all around the world. More and more every year come, more and more DJs come, the lineup grows, the talent keeps getting better and better. So I just think that it's been an evolution, it's just going to keep on getting better every year. I've, um, I've done the BPM festival about uh, I think three or four times in the last uh seven years, eight years, um, but I've always done it inside, like I, I never got a chance to play, you know, uh, al fresco, <laughs> and it was, uh, I mean, it was just great, you know, the sun goes down, and it, it's re I love to play that time of the day, because it's like, you really sort of suck people into that party, and you can take it from a real tiny little place, and then build, and build, and build, and turn it into something, you know. And it's great, it's cool. Yeah, for me, um, BPM is one of the sort of staples in the calendar that I look forward to every year. You know, it's uh, a place where we sort of, just after New Year's Eve, we all come together, all the DJs, and it's sort of two weeks of uh, two weeks of parties with sort of, I think, pretty much the best lineup for a festival in the world, actually. It's uh, full of quality music. Um, I've been doing it actually for about three years now, um, and it's obviously been running for six years, and it's run by a good friend of mine, Craig. And yeah, it's, um, it's a lot of fun and we, uh, we love coming back and we're going to start doing the same parties every year. This is our official debut on uh, the BPM Fest. Um, I mean, uh, we had a lot of good stories of our colleagues and uh, fellow DJs who played here and uh, real excited. I mean, the whole atmosphere here is really easy, open-minded people, easy going and uh, we can't wait to play. Ron Cycle is playing right now really nice tunes and everybody's happy, everybody's laughing and uh, See all the bikinis going like yeah it reminds me a bit on uh, like the Miami conference and Amsterdam dancing fan is the same thing everybody is here connecting and with one purpose enjoying the music BPM is definitely one of the best festivals um, right now certainly uh, it's kind of unique in that it's kind of this small knit group that is just kind of tech house Deep House and um, you know some techno and uh, I don't know I kind of like that because there's so many other festivals around the world that you know have electro and dubstep and all that um, you know progressive etc and it's nice to just kind of have like this festival that's just for this 
um, group and, and these genres. And I think BPM is going to be a really uh, special uh, festival uh, because of the, the location is really beautiful. We are in Mexico, you can enjoy the, the nature, this wonderful uh, place. A lot of artists are coming. Is the, is the period of the year, it's January, where you can take some days off. So you deserve some rest after the a long year and a new year's eve. And so it's really, really special. I guess, yeah, this is, uh, BPM is pretty crazy. And this year, it really blew up immensely. Um, I consider it one of the best in the world right now, simply because of the, the atmosphere, where we're at. Um, how close everything is, everything is walking distance, and the music is just really good. Just the atmosphere that you're in the sand, everything is, it's, it's incredible out here. The BPM Festival in Mexico really is a destination you need to add to your annual club in circuit list. And don't forget, you're also in a magical Mayan paradise with amazing places to visit, such as the nearby Tulum with fantastic Mayan ruins. In the next episode of Tour Room TV, we bring you part two of BPM. And check the Tour Room Nights event at Cool Beach and resident advisor's pick of the festival, Lee Burridge's All Day I Dream Party at Mamitas. Next stop, Europe. We drop in on Germany's capital city, Berlin. Known for its rich history, most notably in recent times the Berlin Wall, which divided the East and the West. The collapse of the wall generated an influx of creative people from art, fashion, film and of course music in the city. Tourum TV talked to two influential house and techno outfits, Mobley Records and Suo Records. First, Ralph Coleman gives us a quick guide to the Mobley office before a chat with him and Anya. Welcome to Room TV at the Mobley office here in Berlin. My name is Ralph Coleman and um, yeah, this is uh, where we work and live and have fun. These are some studio spaces uh, where Ant ID and Panpot are um, making the music, but they're all out. Like one is in Hawaii right now, and like, they're all busy during the week. Huh? So um, yeah, there's like a lot of stuff here. Sorry for the mess. Panpot documentary DVDs here, some vinyl backstock on the right side. So um, so we need some storage, but uh, yeah, well that's how it is. You know, small independent label. So please don't film the quit the kitchen. It's another mess, of course, like, like uh, always. And uh, yeah, there's like a hall of fame here on the right side. Yeah, but we haven't updated it uh, since a year or two or three. I don't know. So and this is uh, the main space here where we are uh, working. So this is uh, the booking department, yeah, where our lovely Annika is uh, helping us with uh, getting the artists uh, out and uh, traveling around the world. And uh, Diego is uh, out for lunch right now. And um, so in, in the back is uh, Anya's and my office. So this is uh, a relict from the Second World War. Our uh, yeah, that's like an original wall. Like the architect decided to keep it like it uh, was after the war. So you see some bullet holes and grenade shells, uh, grenade shells in there. And uh, yeah, this reminds us to where we are here in the middle of Berlin, uh, um, like a historical place. And uh, but uh, yeah, now we are connected with the whole world and making music and having fun. That's great. How we met was pretty easy and easy to tell. Uh, yeah, we were 
can you say this? Yeah, we were a couple of years ago. <laughs> so <laughs> you want to have uh, uh, hear the full story how we met? No, I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> Every detail. No, actually, it was in Cologne on the Popcom. There was like a oh, yeah, exhibition true. for yeah. pop music. I just where moved we met. to Berlin that time. You know, it was like almost uh, ten years ago. Yes, it's a long time ago. So we are not anymore a couple, but we are good friends and we are partners in crime. So it's okay. <laughs> so and sometimes it's good to to open up a business with maybe ex-boyfriend because you know each other so well and you can trust so it's not a bad thing but uh, of course I did long time ago uh, I worked for the radio I was responsible for different programs and I was doing only a weekly show what I'm still doing on Radio Fritz every Saturday and because of this radio show I was asked for so many people to play new music and people sending me music and then of course it was quite um, obvious that um, the distributor came to me and said hey why you not open up an own label because you are so close to the scene you are close to the music and you know what's good and for sure this was always my dream and I want to do it because I'm still loving this music and I'm still I was always into electronic music and with Ralph I had a really good partner so I asked him because he had a really good marketing background so and I couldn't handle this by myself so I asked him to step on the boat and this is how we built up everything with Mobilin. I, I would say like the first years were quite easy you know we had a very very good start and uh, yeah Berlin was a perfect environment to start a music label at that time there was a lot of like I don't know, a lot of creativity and pulsating and, and I don't know, that like the music Berlin was presenting was also like something new. Um, so there was a focus on the Berlin scene, everybody moved to Berlin and uh, there was a lot of creative exchange. So um, yeah, the first few years were um, easy if it comes to our start, but on the other hand we started at a time when the music industry completely changed and we were facing this uh, problems from the beginning on. Yeah, so and and this maybe or they, we were forced to to react on that to be flexible and uh, yeah so this is uh, something we kind of grew up or our little company grew up with everybody mm -hmm. involved and uh, so yeah maybe that was also a little an advantage yeah. and we had not so much responsibility at this time because we started all new our artists were brand new we all started from level zero and if we look now back six or seven years and if we see how much develop our artists is like now you be really responsible we have now like a big uh, office like you see we have studio uh, place here and we run our own uh, booking agency so it's really a big company now so we really have to focus on this and in the beginning it was like okay just try it because we love this and we have some ideas but it was more another motivation that we have now but it's still of course the motivation is still for us uh, the love of, for the music and if we would not have it we would not sit in here. We have a lot of artists and everyone is special and it's not comparable to the other ones so there's not this one specific sound on Mobile. Of course we have like an eye on the quality uh, of the music and, and how the people develop but I think Mobile everything is possible and I'm really proud now to look back and see what happened to people like Panpot that came here and really young boys and gave me this CD and were really nothing and now they play like this big big festivals in front of thousands of people and then also Zebo K for example which I know really really long and when I heard him the first time it was 
15 years ago, I know known directly that he's one of these outstanding producers. So, and then of course we have new people like Entity, Ray of Power. Everyone is special, and everyone makes different sound. But all in all, all together, is like a really, really good um, movement and good family and good, good group. I always like to see when. Um when uh, the mobile artists influence or inspire themselves like you know there's a exchange in between you know? um so panpod really likes what Sibyl is doing and vice versa so it's like uh, even if they're doing different stuff you know? and um this is also uh, reflecting on our mobile back-to-back -back concept yeah which we are this is our like, compilation concept um, um and we're one artist presents uh, the the Mobley sound every year, and um, yeah, and just uh, looking for a special idea and how to hook up with uh, the other Mobley artists. Yeah, and um, for example, the next compilation is uh, presented by Rodriguez Jr. and he went uh, into the studio with uh, Tassilo, Anya, uh, Zebo, uh, and, and ID. Yeah. And Ray, Ray Okpara, so and they they produced exclusive tracks together, like somebody that threw in a loop or uh, a special sound, and and Olivier Rodriguez Jr. Um, created a full sound out of it. I think the special thing on our own parties is first of all that we all play together. It's always like not not such a big fun if you travel alone as a DJ and play somewhere, you know, these gigs, they're good, but it's always really good when we all come together because we are, in the end, we love each other, we are friends, we really respect each other and this is the special feeling. Of course, there we can develop the parties more and more. We can work now on some visual uh, concepts and, and some, some stuff where we can go on tour, but I think why we are at this success right now is like the special vibe of the people because we really like each other and it's um, super fun to play together and this is something really authentic and I think the people that come to our parties they feel this and so they have also good good time and this is mostly the motivation of all of us. Yeah. If you're a hardcore clubber then you will probably be familiar with clubs such as Burgine, Trezor and the rest. However, Anya takes us to a real Berlin underground club that you definitely haven't heard of. And en route, she reminisces on coming to Berlin for the first time. I moved to Berlin in 93, so actually I'm coming also uh, from a really little town close to uh, Cologne. And I went to my first rave party here in 93 to Tresor. And after this weekend, I changed my life. <laughs> So, two weeks and then I moved here and because I could feel at this time it was just after the wall came down and there was like a special atmosphere here, there was like techno and Tresor brought all these Detroit heroes and there was something going on and I could feel it and I want to be a part of it so I decided I want to move and Cologne was boring anyway so I came here and here we are. <laughs> It's like the, like the similar to the entrance uh, in Man in Black, you know. It's like they pretend to be like a working space, like a workbench and stuff. But in the, in the back, there's like crazy things happening in the summer. Everybody knows about Watergate uh, weekend, Panorama Bar, Bar 25, Karte Holzig. Bar 25. Um, 
Oh yeah, this is just a karaoke. <laughs> but nobody knows about this place. Yeah, and this is, this is very unique. This is like very secret, and it's just uh, capacity is 150 people, and they just do parties from time to time, short notice. And um, for example, yeah. my birthday party, which is in April, if you yeah. might send presents to the mobile office, it would be fine. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some music. No, not yeah. music. I want to have something else. Yeah. So uh, yeah, this is a beautiful space here, and it's like uh, like the people were uh, who invented it or were building it. They are just like adding something new every week, every month, and they are just doing it for the for the fun and uh, yeah. But and but you will definitely never ever find it. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know, can we say what the name of the place is? No, no, can't say that. No. Maybe you end up here randomly. Yeah? Let's see how it looks like. Actually, this is the uh, legendary DJ booth. Uh, unfortunately, there's no sound system right now here, but maybe you get an idea how special it is to play from here. That's an insight to Berlin's respected Mobley Records, an exclusive look at a hidden underground gem. Now we talk to Chopstick and John John at Suol Records, who are responsible for the amazing recent remix of Digitalism Zarlite on Tourum Records. We met, oh shit, is it 10 years ago? Ten years more ago. than 10 years ago. Something. 10 years ago. 10 years ago, I uh, got introduced by a friend, by a common friend back in Hamburg, and uh, I was DJing at that time, and uh, he was uh, a producer. And uh, I think that person, Karen, just thought uh, might be a good match, so she hooked us up. The reason why we chose Berlin is because it's um, there's so many artists living here, and it's just uh, for networking. It just made sense because uh, when we started off, we were in Hamburg, which has a nice scene too. But like when we uh, moved to Berlin, it just just changed. We we found all our artists, mainly like 90% of our artists are living in Berlin, so it's just a lot better for work. So um, we basically uh, can do everything, like do listening sessions for new releases, uh, talk about that stuff, uh, maybe help out if they need help, if uh, you know, like put together stuff. We can meet for coffee. We can. It's just much easier. We have uh, the only artist of ours is Daniel Bort, who doesn't live in Berlin, and uh, and uh, yeah, we always wish he would uh, move here. We try to convince him, but he's not. Doing it, so, but that's you can just see it's much easier to to to, to deal with those with the artists. I think we um, the, the the sound of our artists is shaped by because we, we, we try to pick artists that um, have an organic kind of sound. We we were big fans of actual music and also of vocals, and um and uh, yeah we, we like all of our artists they 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 have a nice musical side to their to their tracks so it's not just like boom boom tracks whatever it's um it's i don't know how to describe it so it's it's organic it's it just has a this soulful kind of side to the music which we definitely love when i want to describe the sound of the label i wouldn't wouldn't say it started with the sound of the label it more started with the artists we basically picked the artists for the label that we wanted to have and we trusted them to, to, to produce the music that we want to have on our label and that's basically how how the sound of, of Soul got, uh, shaped. got yeah. shaped yeah by those guys not by us saying we want this kind of sound more by us saying we want these kind of people on our label and that's basically uh, how it all started and how we we, we, we picked the people and, and and like I said we're all friends so it's kind of a, a, a movement of all of us 
moving forward. It's just the two of us handling business. But we're also yeah, it takes point. a while for us to pick an artist. But like that's why we're only seven artists right now. Uh, but um, once we pick them, we give them like 110% creative freedom, and they can do whatever. So it's not uh, seldom that you find um, some acoustic stuff or something that's not really dance music, or whatever, on, on our B sides. So ju we just give it, we just leave it up to the artists, whatever they come up with. We uh, we just uh, signed two new artists to the label, uh, which is Maggie's first one who is already known from a couple of features uh, where she put her voc vocals on, on some tracks uh, from, from uh, Kind of Music, uh, Piton, she just did something for Piton and uh, she uh, worked with uh, Till von Sein on a track on his album and now on his, on his new single and uh, she's really young, very talented, like she, she's a proper songwriter, proper singer, so uh, yeah, we, we started working with her and uh, yeah, the second one is Jason Kurt. Um, three guys, uh, also with a with a vocalist, two producers and a vocalist. Uh, they already did some some good stuff. Uh, like I think one of the first productions was on the DJ Kicks from Maya Jane Coles, featured on there. So um, and they just uh, yeah, we invited them here. They just came here, brought in a whole album, and we were just it just blew us away. And so. That's the next thing that's gonna come uh, bef even before the summer. So yeah, the the approach for the Starlight remix of uh, Digitalism was um, it was actually what you hear now is actually the third version that we did. Yeah. And the other two were totally different. And we we were kind of stuck with the um, we tried to use most of the parts, but then we 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 got stuck. And at the end, we we did use uh, the parts, but we actually just used the harmonies. So we we replayed the guitar like we replayed. Uh, the harmonies with guitars, and we s stole that lick from from basically from our friends cats and dogs who did the edit for uh, Bibio, and then uh, we just like tried it out with the harmonies and it worked so well. We just yeah finished it. It was actually really nice <laughs> because we're 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 normally we're really fast in the studio, yeah. but uh, that thing was just we kept working around it and we didn't come up with anything worth yeah worth our while so. Uh, and uh, at some point, I think it was in the evening, we came up with this idea of the guitar and just used the harmonies because Etienne was playing around on the harmonies because we tried to do something with it. And it was like, it was like everything was opening up from that point. Everything was just so clear what to do. And that, then it just took yeah. us like two more hours to, yeah, to, to put to, it together. To put it together and it was yeah. done. But it was really like we were working on it and nothing was happening and that rarely happens to us yeah. we were just stuck the, the guys are really good friends so we wanted to, to to of course wanted to do something special and we didn't want to get back to them and say like oh, didn't manage so it was nice it was really cool when we came up with it it was like everything was suddenly everything came together and it was oh, finally That's it for another packed episode. Make sure you tune into episode 7 of Tourum TV, where we'll be bringing you part 2 of the BPM Festival in Mexico. We talk to Mobley Records artist Panpot, Suol's Fritz Kalkbrenner, and catch up with digitalism in London's XOYO Club. See you next time. Bye for now. <laughs>